You're listening to The Setup, a podcast that helps you navigate through new topics through interviews with the most creative minds in the music industry, turning their experiences working behind the scenes into actionable advice you can use in your life no matter your background. If you're passionate about paving your own path and inspired to connect with like-minded professionals, hit the subscribe button because we'll help you set up for success at The Setup Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Oberholzer, and thank you for joining us on another episode of The Setup. Ryan Smith is an artist relations manager at Sure. Essentially, he has been building relationships with artists and their teams for the past 25 years. He is the go-to audio guy. So how's everything going for you, Ryan? Are you picking up any hobbies or new projects now that you may have a little bit more free time? Oh, yeah. Well, um, my, my, my two sons and I, we're, we're doing Warhammer painting. So Warhammer are little figures that you, uh, you battle with on a tabletop. And uh, it's actually quite through uh, some of them smaller than like the size of a shot glass. So uh, they're, they're pretty intricate, but they're fun. Uh, it's a fun hobby. And uh, I enjoy doing it with my, with my boys. So although we are at home more than I'd like, I am taking this time to check some long overdue items off the list. Just last weekend, I cleaned out my storage unit with boxes that I've kept from my childhood. And needless to say, I found my Game Boy. Decided to play that while wearing my Holy Communion tiara. And let me tell you, it was quite the sight. And I'm happy that with social distancing, no one was able to see that. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, we we know all about cleaning out storage units. We still have one left over because we just moved into a brand new house. So we've got a Hopefully take care of that this weekend. And yeah, it's fun finding stuff that you haven't seen for about five or six months. And then pack that thing away again. <laughs> As an, an artist relations manager, is it all rock and roll like we think it is? Down here in Nashville, it's a little bit of everything, really. At the Ryman, they have all types of artists. So it's definitely a, a, a huge melting pot of, uh, of amazing performers that both live here and some that just come through here. So uh, it's it's really enjoyable to go out and watch shows. And I still love going to see shows. Even after 25 years of doing this, there's just so many magic moments that happens at shows. I would have to agree with that. It's definitely one of my biggest passions, um, not only getting to see how artists evolve, but also just the fan experience, being able to share that moment with your friends and family. Why did you choose to pursue this career path? Yeah, it was just a natural progression for me. I I was a drummer when I was growing up. And if I wasn't going to be out on the road touring, I wanted to be involved in the music industry in some way. When I got out of college, I just sent my resume everywhere. And I finally got a call back from Sure. So uh, my first position at Sure was a rush order expediter. That's a little bit different than what you're doing now. How did you make the transition from that role? I spent probably about six months in that role, and then I uh, was promoted to a customer service position. Every once in a while, I'd see this really tall guy at our company walking around with really long hair, and he looked he looked like he was doing something really important, and I started <laughs> to inquire about what he was doing, and 
they described the role of artist relations to me, and I didn't even know what that was at the time. Oh, yeah, he's the guy who uh, goes out and, and handles, you know, giving microphones to all these artists and getting these really cool ads that we do and getting interviews to the artists. And I said, well, if he ever needs help, I will be the one going for that job. When the time came, then a position opened, I applied and thankfully got it. Well, what if we had a Nashville-based artist relations representative? And this was late 90s when the country music scene was exploding. We had a bunch of endorsers that were, were country artists, and I was starting to develop a lot of good relationships with artists that were based in Nashville. So I put together a proposal to uh, open up an office inside a rehearsal hall where all of these artists were rehearsing. And it took a few years, and finally they bit down on the idea and that was in 2001 and here we are in 2020 and the rest is history do you remember your first partnership that you have created with an artist uh, i remember the first artist i went to go visit and it was uh, i visited at the park west a group called slaughter well, the moment i came in there the band was inviting me up on stage and showing me their wireless gear and asking if I could help them fix some of their issues. And uh, it was it was a really cool experience for me. And how long were you there? Well, my, my typical visit with an artist usually involves getting there around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I like to get there right before the artist sound checks. I usually like to stay for the show uh, and show my support. That's a pretty long day. <laughs> if you had to put a number to it, how many shows do you think you've been to throughout your life? Oh, my goodness. Probably well over 2,000. Wow. And who would you say is the artist you've seen the most? Probably have to be uh, Iron Maiden. Uh, the Who. We've worked with The Who for well over 50 years now. So I've seen them quite a bit. Allison Krauss and Union Station. They're, most of them are based here in Nashville. I see, I've seen them a lot. The funny thing about Iron Maiden is they were one of the first bands that I've seen growing up. They were playing at OzFest, and my dad thought it would be a great idea to take his 10-year-old and 9-year-old, and I promise you that was probably one of the most memorable experiences I've ever had. I loved it and was also frightened at the same time. I think I had a similar experience my first time going to Bonnaroo. <laughs> That's a different kind of frightening. <laughs> yes, it, it certainly can be. Huge fan, though. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about how these partnerships work? Typically, a lot of these partnerships originate through the group's either front of house engineer or monitor engineers. They usually uh, want to use our products out on the road with these artists. Through those relationships, we, we try to get content of not only the artists, but nowadays we also try to get content with the engineers and how they're using the products on a day-to-day -day basis. It, it, it's been really exciting to be down here and develop closer relationships with the people who live and work in the Nashville area. Not only the, the crew people, but also the management personnel. So who are um, some artists that you have been working with? Maroon 5 have been working with us since the first uh, record they put out as a group. Luke Bryan has, has been with us since he was in the van and trailer days. 
Uh, we started working with Marin Morris a few years ago. So we're looking looking forward to everything getting back to normal, so to speak, so we can see more of these great acts out on the road. I feel like, you know, it just makes it more organic, especially because these are this is equipment that they use pretty regularly. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Rob Halford of Judas Priest has been singing into a sure microphone since the very beginning. To be able to sit down with him and meet him for the first time a couple of years ago and, and interview him and find out what an amazing gentleman he is. It was just such a gracious interview. That's how the relationship continues and develops. I love hearing that. Do you have any other stories with any of the other artists that you've worked with? Absolutely. Probably about seven, eight years ago, I went up to visit Megadeth at a venue in uh, in Indiana. I got to say hi to Dave Mustaine before the show, but then after the show, I came back to the dressing room and he was just kind of hanging in there by himself. And he and I got into about a 90 minute conversation about a whole bunch of different things. And it was so relaxing and he and I just hit it off. And since then, our families have gotten together for dinner. I just went on the Megadeth cruise in October, which was a lot of fun. No, that sounds very cool, especially when you can mix pleasure with business. There's there's a lot of circle of life stories that, that, I, that I have uh, that I'm very grateful for. The, uh, the internship that I did. Well, that I got from a personal friend of the family. And later on... <laughs> And he sends an email to my older brother. And he, the email basically said, hey, you have to get your brother to sign this band. My son and I have been listening to them like crazy. Well, it was a band called 21 Pilots. And I, me as a drummer, and if you know who 21 Pilots are and you watch Josh on the drums, he's just so animated. Mm -hmm. I was immediately hooked. So I sent a cold email out to the management company. And about three weeks later, I got an email back uh, saying, hey, we were thinking about reaching out to you guys as well. So let's let's get this going. And this was about when the band was playing rooms of about a thousand people. That's a pretty good size. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they were starting to gain momentum. And I went out to meet them here in Nashville. And I got to talk with the engineer and the band guys. And we struck up a great relationship. You know, years later, they're, they're at Bonnaroo and I'm looking on the Bonnaroo app going, hey, guys, you know that 16,000 people have checked in to see your show? And they're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then I, I stood on the stage and I watched them open the gates to the section that they were going to be performing at. And it was like a stampede. It was crazy. Dust flying up in the air and everything like that. And they just absolutely killed it. It was such a cool show to watch. I actually have seen them last year, Lollapalooza, and they absolutely killed it. It was one of my favorite performances by far, and it was pretty much one of the only times I've stayed for a headliner at Lollapalooza. Oh, wow. That's cool. So switching gears here, what is the coolest thing you have done? Our company for our 75th anniversary. Uh, there's a big show called the National Association of Music Merchants. It's the NAM show. And for that show, we decided to hire Spinal Tap to perform at our party. Right after their sound check, my wife and I were walking down the hallway up in the distance. The manager and the three primary guys in Spinal Tap are walking towards us. 
and we meet halfway, and the manager says, Hey, uh, the guys want to go over and check out the trade show next door. Would you mind escorting them over there? And I'm going, yeah, no problem. (laughs) It was funny because they weren't necessarily in costume at that time. And a lot of people up and down the halls were doing double takes. Um, (laughs) And they're probably shaking their head like, nah, I can't be. Oh, yeah. It was a pretty cool event. So I'd have to say that was was one of the coolest things that, that I was a part of. That's incredible. Would you say that you were a little bit starstruck? I definitely was. Uh, that's something that you have to learn to manage and put it aside to do this job. There's been many a times when I've, I've met with somebody and you just learn how to talk with them. You learn how to you know, ask the right questions, do some research before you're going to meet with them, and just learn how to get into a conversation so that you don't get nervous. I've certainly met certain people where I was like, okay, that was really, really cool. I love hearing that. What are the award shows like? So our capacity there is to maintain relationships and make new relationships. We typically work with the audio coordinator who works with a lot of different uh, vendors to bring in all of the, the gear, the wireless gear. And we work with them closely to make sure they have everything they need. They, in turn, provide us the access to get in there and, and make sure that if, if there's any problems, we either have the gear that we need to solve the problem or can get at it really quickly. The guys who have been doing those shows, most of them have been doing it for 20 years as well. Definitely sounds like an experience that I hope to have one day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting. I mean, you're, you're hanging backstage. You're hanging out in the in the venue while you're watching people rehearse the show. It's amazing to see how it all comes together behind the scenes because it is it's an amazing machine. Would love to hear more about your time in Nashville. I had a best friend who used to live there, and since then I've been seeing this massive growth of the city itself, and also as a staple within live music and bringing forth amazing talent. What is your favorite local spot? My favorite local spot, I think, continues to be the Ryman Auditorium. I just absolutely love seeing shows there. It's such an amazing building and has such a great history behind it. I just, I just love the shows there. They're not too big. They're not too small. They're just right. And when you get a great band in there and you have a great engineer that understands how to mix for that room, because it's different, you know, most of the uh, audience pews are all wood. And so there's a lot of reflective surfaces in there, but that building can sound amazing. And I've seen a lot of really great moments. I have never been there and I, I have to check it out. But my sister, the last time she was there, she saw Phoenix there. Oh, cool. And she took my mom. Yeah. And they both had an incredible time. So what's in the works? I actually recently have seen that you launched a new wireless headphone line with Am Levine. People in our marketing department had reached out to our department to figure out you know, who would be a good candidate for the face of this comp- campaign. They looked at a lot of different potentials, but Really, when it came down to it, Adam was such a great candidate for this because he's done so much in his career. He has such a great uh, attitude, and he really wanted to be a part of this. It was great to to work with him and to get the content we did and have him as the 
is the face of this campaign. How long did it take to create this that campaign? I mean, I think we've been working on it for maybe nine months or so. I know you just mentioned that your relationship with Adam and Rune 5 has been pretty much since their first album. How has your relationship evolved? I'll, I'll say this first of all. Whenever I've sent an email to his manager, the response time has been lightning fast. Even if it's just a simple reply, he gets back to me usually in less than 20 minutes. And that's amazing. Uh, whenever we've asked to get content from, from Adam several times, interviews, what have you, uh, and other band members as well, they've always been very accommodating. Uh, the engineers that have worked with the group have always been great. So it's, it's always been a very positive relationship. And as their, their needs grew, we wanted to grow with that. When they performed on the uh, Super Bowl halftime show, he was using the latest, greatest wireless system from Sure. So that's, that's how we like to take care of the people who are, are good to us and growing exponentially. That's really great to hear. I also have a long history obsession with Maroon 5. When I was 11 years old, I had my first Nokia cell phone, and I had no idea how to work it and download different ringtones, and one of them being the She Will Be Loved song. And I downloaded that song like maybe like 50 times and then deleting it because I thought it was like a preview. And lo and behold, the obsession cost me a whole cell phone's bill worth. My dad was so furious with me. Wow. <laughs> Are there any artists you have your eye on that you want to work with in the future? We have uh, been looking at working with Luke Combs, who's doing extremely well right now in the country market. So I think mm -hmm. that relationship is developing and uh, hopefully that'll be happening later this year when he starts hitting the road again. I am a huge fan of Luke Combs. It would be cool to see Sure creating a live stream series with artists like Luke Combs or ones that you've worked with. Yeah, that's that's definitely a cool idea. Something we'll have to think about. I have to end it with this. Do you have any tips for individuals who are aspiring to not only break into the music industry business, but also someone who is very interested in the career path that you have taken? I think uh, the easiest thing that I can, can say is just to be nice to everyone you meet. You never know what they can do for you next week, next month, next year, next decade. As far as my my career path, it's kind of the learning the art of the hang, so to speak. You know, that you can go in to say hi to a new artist, somebody you know about but have never met them at all, and, and learn how to interact with them. And a lot of them are very down to earth. I think a big thing, too, is to just have a hunger for knowledge. Know more than you're expected to know, but more importantly, when you don't know it, it's okay to ask somebody else who does. I have an amazing support system of people. There's a lot of people who know a lot more than I do, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. That is all very good stuff. Just being a good person and being resourceful and leaning on your support system. Thank you so much for giving us a peek under the hood. And 
if the listeners didn't know what artist relations manager, manager did before, I am sure that now you will have people lining outside your door trying to join your team. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate talking with you and, and learning about your experiences, and I appreciate time. Thanks for joining me for another episode of The Setup. If you enjoyed this episode, please review my podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way you can let me know. And feel free to share this episode with your friends. You can find me on LinkedIn. If you have any topic recommendations you'd like to hear more about, send me an email at thesetupcommunity at gmail.com. Next week, we'll dive deeper into the importance graphic design is for musicians. See you then. Thank you.